Hi guys and welcome back to my podcast, Life as a Single Christian Mom. I want to welcome those of you joining me for the very first time. My name is Madeline and during these podcasts, I'll be talking about life experiences and things that have happened and also giving advice on what this journey has looked like. So welcome back everyone to another episode of Mondays with Maddie. I'm just super thankful and grateful that you guys are all here, that you guys are tuning in and just a part of this journey a part of my life, a part of this story, right? A part of this podcast. So before we even get started, go ahead and grab your favorite um, drink, your coffee, your water, your tea. I have this cute little mug that was gifted to me on my birthday, one of my, well, this recent birthday, I should say, but I'm going to read it to you because it's pink and it's pretty and I, and I have my tea. Um, but it is God is the strength of my heart. And that's Psalm 73, 26. So yeah, I got that for my birthday and I, and it's so cute. It's pink and just like the perfect cute mug. (laughs) But anyways, I hope that everyone has had an amazing week. I hope that this week was filled with so much joy and peace and just that you guys are, um, going through going through the motions right because we're about to enter a new month and 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 you know what I'm I I I apologize for being that time clock but I'm just so thankful because we are living we are surviving we woke up in um we didn't wake up in a war zone, you know, and I know that if you follow anything that's going on in the world, you just see that everything in the world is just so wild. And my heart is heavy for those in uh, um, the Ukraine and just everywhere around the world. And it's so wild. It's so wild because also it's just, man, like we are, we're, we're alive and we're good and we're, and we're safe. We didn't wake up with bombings, you know, like that's just so crazy to even think of that it's happening. It's 2022 and it's happening. It's so wild. But anyways, um, I just hope that you guys had a a good week this week. I had an amazing week. I was at this, um, uh, conference. It's the Rise Conference here in Tampa. Um, our church puts it on for every person in leadership, pastors, business entrepreneurs, all that good stuff. Um, but it is, it was such a good conference. The people that I met, the women that I was able to meet and just all of it was so good. Um, and some of the things that we talked about on day one in the women in ministry part is what I kind of want to talk about today because it was something that was already on my heart and they talked about just lightly talked about it. It didn't go into deep. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And since that day, it has just been so heavy. Like talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Um, and, but yeah, so I, uh, I wanted to talk about that, but, um, I, part of this podcast, you know, some, it's about being real, you know, and about this journey that what it's been like for me and not only in being a Christian single mom, you know what I'm saying? Like, or a woman, a Christian woman or whatever, but it is the life of Maddie. Right. And things that I went through, 
um, to get me where I am today because I think so many people just see that, again, I've said this before, the highlight reel. We are so focused on the highlight reel that we don't understand. We don't see, we never had a glimpse of what brought that person there. How did that person make it? We see all these successful um, people and we don't know their story. We, we think that they were just brought into money or brought into success or had the business plan since day one. And a lot of times it's not like that. Um, if you get around some entrepreneurs or if you're an entrepreneur yourself and you have friends who are entrepreneurs, you're like, man, like the, the struggle is real or anyone who's in ministry or anyone who, um, is a Christian, like this walk with God is not real. It's not easy. It's super like, it's just so wild. It's, it is real, (laughs) you know, it's a real walk, but it's just like, man, like when you look at these people on a platform, you're like, well, how they look like their life is so put together. So I, know that I have a platform. I know that I have a lot of people who follow me. I know this. So that's why I want to give you guys like the behind the scenes. And this podcast allows me to do that. This podcast allows me just to open up and be so raw and real with you guys, um, about just, just things. And the reason why I named this podcast today, this title, the church, not because of we are the church, but the church, because it was in the church that I grew up. It was the church that I left and now I'm back in the church and it was only because of the grace of God. So I want to dive a little bit deep into that because, um, I, I, again, I, like what I said, I, I don't feel, I feel like we just see the highlight reel. I feel like we just see these people on a platform and just, oh, they're so great. They're so awesome. And they're just so perfect. Like my life is not perfect. (laughs) I've had many ups, many downs, many highs, many lows. But one thing that has been real in my life is God. And no matter how far I've been from him, no matter how close I've been to him, it doesn't matter. The, the, it just doesn't matter. He has been there for me, even when I didn't realize it, even when I didn't think that he was, he was always there. And, um, again, I grew up. So I want to give you again, I want to give you a little backstory about Maddie. Maddie grew up in the church. Maddie grew up in the church. Like your girl was in church. We was in church Wednesdays. Um, we was in church Fridays. We were in church Saturday and Sunday, and we were in church all day, (laughs) every day. And my life growing up, especially in New York, when we moved down to Florida, that's where things changed. But when we grew, when we were in New York, my life, my childhood, my, my whole being, my existence revolved around the church and the church family. I don't, I cannot name a friend for, for my parents, my family, kids who were invited over our house, very few kids from like the school, I would say, but most majority of them went to the church. But anyways, the, the, it was all church people. Like that's who we grew up with. We grew up around the church and that's it. Like that's all my friends had. Like every, like vacations with the church family, trips with the church family, like every, uh, Labor Day was it? The one in September. Yeah. Labor Day. Um, there was always a, a group from my dad's church that would get this big boat and we would go on the boat every Labor Day weekend every year. And it was, we would just go around the, around New York, around, uh, 
and just those are the things I remember. I remember growing up in the church and my life revolved around the church that when I, um, I remember, okay, I remember I have to share this story because it's kind of funny <laughs> to me at least. So on Friday nights, they would do like ciclo, ciclo de, de oración, so a circle of, of prayer, right? So I, now growing up, I know that that was just like an invitation just for, for anyone to come to pray. They would pray and they would be in the basement of the church. So this is where it took place. Um, anyways, so... We would, uh, they would have the kids go into the kids' room, you know, and then the adults would obviously be in the main area of the basement just praying and all that stuff. And I remember poking at my head one time because my mom did not play. When it came to church, y'all, my mom did not play. She did not play. Like, we would be Sunday mornings. If we would be late for church, oh, boy, get ready. If you didn't wake up early, if you didn't get your, you know, everything if you were sitting in that bench and she had to she would pinch our ears y'all she would pinch our ears so we could just stop talking and pay attention to what was being said but um on Friday nights we would be in there and I poke I poked my head out one time because I wanted to see what was going on and I remember people being laid out and just this person touching them and they would fall out and fall to the ground and I was so scared I was freaked out I was just like oh my god I don't want them to touch me is that what they're doing here in church like I just didn't understand you know that they felt the the power of the Holy Ghost man and they were falling out in the spirit but it's just so wild because I was so scared and just to just to see that now and the way that I thought like a child I was just like oh my god how silly but um but yeah, I, like I said, I grew up in the church and that's, that's all I knew. And that's all my friends were, were people in the church. And, um, I, to be honest with you, as much as we were in church, I really didn't have a relationship with God. Like I didn't have that relationship. It was for me, um, it was going through the motions. It was a very religious, like, this is what we do. This is what, this is what we say. You stand up, you sit down, you stand up, you sit down. And I, I'm going to share this and I, it's not to bash any religion or anything. So, uh, let's just put that out there. Right. But I grew up Catholic, um, and my whole childhood, like it was Catholic and around the Catholic church. And, um, a lot of uniformity and that's, I, I, I'm telling you, like, I did not have a relationship. We were in church Wednesday nights, Friday nights, Saturday, we were in, um, Bible study. So each, all of my siblings, we went to your class and you had Bible study and we were there from like eight to 12, if I remember correctly. Um, and we did that. And then it was just Sundays. We did, we went to church. <laughs> it was just like over and over and over and over. And then when we moved down here to Tampa, um, cause my dad, okay. So let me rewind. My dad was, or is Christian. My mom is Catholic. And, um, I just remember growing up and my dad would go to his church. My mom went to her church and it was always my mom by herself with my siblings and I, and my dad would go to his church because my mom didn't want to go to the Christian church. Still to this day, um, she doesn't want to go to the Christian church. And I, I, 
let her be, you know. Um, but my dad is still serving faithfully in a Christian church. And um, so, yeah. So I just remember that. I remember my parents. I remember that division. Like, growing up, I didn't see my parents arguing or, or this or that. The only thing that I can tell you that I know for sure that was like an argument somewhat was about the church. My mom wanted my dad to go to the Catholic church. My dad stuck his foot down. And he was like, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I am not going there. And he stood his ground. And I'm glad that he did, to be honest with you. I'm glad that he did because of him, um, standing by his belief and standing next to what, um, what the word of God says and just what he was taught and just all these things, um, is why I made the decisions and why I'm where I am today. Um, so I remember being 13 years old and, um, well, a little bit before 13. So when we moved down here to, to Tampa, um, I was so tired. I was so tired of my, of the uniformity. And I'll tell you this, when we moved to Tampa, the uh, church group here in Tampa is not like how it was in New York there in New York. We, we was in church all day, every day. And maybe because we were new to the church, there just wasn't that closeness that I saw. So I was just like, what is this? Like I was, just, it was a culture shock for me. Like I was like, what is this? Like the, you we are only going to church on Sunday. That's it. But on the, on the other hand, like I saw my dad they were still doing Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And I wanted that. I wanted that family connect group. Like I wanted to be part of the church. I wanted that. So in my mom's church, it was lacking. My dad's church, there was no lack, you know, and there was that family and that friendship and all that. And I saw my dad have immediately when we moved down here, he had a family, you know, he had that church family. My mom, not so much, you know, I, and I was just like, what's going on again? This is from my point of view as being a young girl, you know? Um, so seeing my dad just going to church, how happy he was and just being around the church family and all this stuff. I'm just like, man, I want that. So I started lightly saying, can I go to church with dad on a Friday night? Can I go to church with dad? So I started going to church with dad little by little, little by little, little by little. So I was sneaking away to go to church with my dad. Now Sundays, yo, like I, I tried my mom. <laughs> I tried her, but I told her, I said, I'm not going to church with you. I'm going to church with dad. And she looked at me, y'all, like if I said, I worship Satan, <laughs> like that was like, that's how, that's how serious it was to her, you know? And I remember just being, um, going in, in the car with my dad and just knowing that that friction was there between them, feeling like I was the one to blame, feeling like all these things. But I went to church at 13 years old. I gave my life to God. I stopped going to the Catholic church. I started going to the Christian church. And when I tell you like the warfare was real, looking back on my life, realizing that it was all warfare, realizing that Satan, if he could just offer me this, if he can just show me this, if he can just do this, that I would just bow down and, and cave. And a lot of the times I did cave. And a lot of the times it pulled me away from the church because when I was 17, 16, 17, I stopped going to church altogether. And it was, 
And when I tell you, I started to rebel. I started to rebel and just act out and just do things that I shouldn't have been doing. And yes, you know, um, I am looking back at my life and I realize, like, you know, a lot of those mistakes I'm thankful for because they brought me to where I am today. Like everything in our life happens for a reason. So had I not learned the hard way, <laughs> Maddie would not be here. So, um, when I got, uh, pregnant with Aiden at 21, I started, I just was in search of God. I was, well, I delivered Aiden at 21, but I was 20 years old, y'all pregnant. Like when I tell you it was, it was wild. It was a lot of things that happened. And when I was 20, I remember searching for God and just asking and going back to my dad's church, mind y'all, this is a small church here in Tampa, a very small, close-knit family church. And I just remember the stairs and I said, you know what, God, you called me. You called me, you called me, and I am searching for you because I need you. Um, and I want more of you and I can't, like, I can't do this. And he, like, literally, um, he brought me back there and I was there and I was involved and just, you know, all, all that good stuff, all, all of it I was, I was doing. And, but even with all that, I still felt like I was, I was empty. Like I was still missing a void. Like I, I felt that there was no relationship, you know, um, like what I was being fed at 13, 14, 15 years old was not, I wasn't receiving, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't, it's, it's hard for me to explain. Like, I felt like I was just, again, doing this like uniformity, you know what I'm saying? This is this, this is what we do. This is what we, where we go. This is the time you arrive. This is the time you leave. Like, it was just like a schedule. And I was just like, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. Um, but I, I will just point out this, both the boys have been presented in church from the time that they were like, um, Aiden was a month old. Aiden probably was, um, excuse me, Aiden was a month old. Adrian was probably a month and a half, two months old. Um, and we, I presented them in church, you know, when they do like the baby dedication, I think it's called, um, when you present the babies and all that stuff. So I did that. So I, I am thankful. And I say that because, um, you raise up a child in the way that you want them to go. Right. And they will never depart. They will never leave it. They will always look back. So I knew that even in my own mess, I was still going to bring these children to God because he gifted me these boys in my craziness and my wildness and in the ups and downs, he still gifted me these boys. Um, looking back, I am thankful that I had my children when I did because they saved me, you know, they, they planted me down. They, 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 they're making me the woman, the mother, the friend, the person, and it's so wild, but yeah, but, um, I just, I rebelled against the church at 16, 17. I got pregnant at 20, you know, uh, presented a, um, gave birth to Aiden at 21, brought him to the church, you know, and all that. And then I started to slowly drift away, slowly drift away, slowly drift away because I just didn't feel like I was just like, man, what is this? Like, who am I? Like all those lies that the enemy was whispering in my ear. Like I knew 
Okay, I pray, pray occasionally. I definitely pray when I'm in trouble, you know, but um, there was just no relationship. There was nothing. There was nothing there for me. And I just felt like, man, I feel this void in my heart. I'm searching for you, God, but I just, I don't want it. And, you know, um, not that the church was doing anything bad. I'm going to say that. Not that the church was doing anything bad, but because I let the, the things of the world cloud my mind and fog my eyes more than the voice of God. I allowed for wanting to be young and single to be out in them streets searching for love instead of searching for God. So I, Satan definitely won. Satan definitely won a few times with me. And I'm not ashamed to say that, that, uh, obviously, you know, I have two children out of wedlock, you know, I was never married and just being out and just doing all these things like, and then feeling shame again. Hello, let's, let's, somebody needs to hear that, that shame, that's straight from the pit of hell. That shame is to keep us bound exactly where we are. So we feel, and we have an excuse to not go back to church. So we have an excuse not to get around our church folks, right? To have an excuse not to pray, to have an excuse to say, well, if I can't be around these people and they say they're from God, I definitely can't go to God because that's what happened to me. I definitely felt like I am pregnant showing up to this church with no ring on, you know, um, they're still friends with my dad, (laughs) you know, they know what's up. I felt the shame. I felt the guilt. I felt the embarrassment. And we know that all those things are straight from the pit of hell. If Satan can just make us feel one way, we will get stuck. We will, we will bow down to him instead of saying, you know what? God accepts me just the way that I am. If I repent, he forgives me. If I truly, just truly, genuinely repent, he forgives me that he walks with me daily, that he's with me, that no matter what my story looks like, it doesn't look like my neighbors down the street, but this is my story and God knows it. He knew the mistakes that I was going to make. He knew the the letdowns I was going to have. He knew the, the victories I was going to have. He knew what I would just fall for. I didn't put that in my mind. I said, you know what? God, I know you don't want me. Because I failed you. God, I know you don't want me because I have two kids by two different men. God, I know you don't want me. And those were the lies that Satan was pouring into me, flooding into me with so many other things. You're not beautiful. You're not worthy. Nobody wants you. You won't be accepted. Who's going to want to marry a woman with two kids? Who's going to want to be with a single mom? Look at the mess up. Look, you are your family's mess up. You are it. Look in the mirror because you're her. Those were the lies that Satan was pouring into me. Those were the lies. It wasn't until your girl was uh, 25, 26 years old, right, that I was praying. I was praying for a friend, praying to God because I just felt my life like Adrian was just a few months old and just feeling like, man, God, like what, where are you? 
you this where are you and I started to get mad <laughs> because I was just like where are you God why did all these things happen to me I grew up in the church I know who you are and just da, 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 da. you know like do you go through those phases you go through you go through the happy the the sad the is a series of emotion that had passed by and I remember just praying to God and praying, God, man, can you please, I just want to belong to a church. I don't want to go back to my old church. I don't want to, like, I just didn't feel that I was growing there and I was in search of more. I want a deeper with God. I want a deeper. And I just didn't feel like I was, like I belonged. Like I, I outgrew that, you know, like that's where the seed was planted, you know, and now in, I need to be repotted somewhere else. Right. Um, because I just can't, I just couldn't, I just couldn't go there. You know, I knew that it was a, it was like doormat, you know? And, um, so yeah, so I just remember praying to God and just saying, God, like I have these kids. I want them to know who you are. I want them to, um, grow up in the church like I did. Um, and I want to be able to just to give them that foundation and part of the thing where I was afraid of, and this is where on last week at the conference where it started to click for me, why I was like hesitant on bringing the boys and why I pulled away from bringing them so much to church and why I um, stopped uh, doing certain church things and going to the church because my mom dragged us to church, no matter if we were sick, happy, hungry, didn't matter. Like we was going to church. We was going to be in church. And again, this podcast isn't to bash my mom or the church or my dad or my parents. This is just my personal experience and how I thought and what I thought and what I felt. Okay. So my mom brought us to church and dragged us to church and forced us to go to church. And that's why there was no relationship because my mom said, and this is what we did. Esto es lo que yo digo y esto es lo que hay. Y that's it. And that's what it was. And that's what it was. And that's why I pulled away from the church. That's why I didn't want to bring the boys to church because I was just like, man, like I got, I want them to have a relationship with you, but not like how my mom did it. So now I'm trying to like tread around like what is right, what is wrong. Nobody taught me these things. I don't know what to do. I don't know, like, but I know that it's important for them to get into church. So anyways, I was praying and asking God, send me a friend, God, send me a friend, send me someone who I can relate to, someone who can relate to me, someone who's been in my shoes, someone who has a similar background or upbringing or something, you know, because I want to find a church. I want to find a church where I am welcomed, where I'm accepted. And this is the thing, not that you need to be in a church to have a relationship because I could just feel some people being, eh, nah, well, I don't think you need to go to church. You're right. You don't have to go to church, but let me tell you something. Have you ever been in a corporate worship where everybody is worshiping, you can feel the move of the Holy spirit and you can really feel healing taking place. Like that is powerful. I love, let me tell you, COVID happened and I grew closer and closer and closer to God because I was in the word every single day, every single day, every single day. The boys were reading the word every single day, you know, worshiping every single day. But man, that corporate worship, being inside um, other believers and just being around the body of Christ, like that is just powerful. 
And, and that is what I miss. That was what my spirit was craving. My, my, that is what I envisioned for my children. So no, you don't have to go to church to believe in God. No, you don't have to go to church to be in a building and worshiping. We are the church people. We are the church. We are the church. The people are the church. It could be four of you. That's the church. It could be five. It could be 200 of y'all. That's the church. We are the church. It could be one and two, and that's the church, right? So when I'm actually talking about the church, I'm talking about the church building. I'm talking about what, where I went, you know, and all those things. So I wanted to go back and I wanted to be there. So I remember praying and just wanting for the children to be part of that, wanting and carefully bringing them into the church because we know not, not that every church, um, is preaching from the Bible. So you got to be careful. You have to be careful where you go. You have to be careful what you're listening to. You have to test the spirits and see where, see if, if it really is from God. Are you, are you, um, prophesying? Are you truly prophesying or are you not, you know, because you don't want to be careful. So that was my fear because church hopping who me never <laughs> like, that's one thing we knew you do not do. You do not church hop. You do not do that. You're not, you know, you don't do that. So I was, I was scared because I didn't want to go just into any church. You know, I just didn't want to do that. You know? Um, so I remember praying and, and God finally bringing me that friend and I'll never forget. She invited me to go to church and that's where I go to church now. And we've been there for about four years, four or five years now. And I am just so thankful because it's, it's grown the family, the things that I wanted, you know, the things that I wanted for my children to have the, the friendships that they're building to have the community that, that they're building. I wanted them to have that, the move of the Holy spirit, you know, all those things that I saw that I felt when I was a child, all those feelings are coming back. That relationship with God is, is here. And again, not because of the building, but because now I feel like complete, you know, it was like, it's all pieces to the puzzle that need to be filled in. Um, so yeah, so and the reason I I I when I was at this conference and some of the women were talking and they were just expressing themselves and those were the concerns that I had. I didn't want to force Aiden and Adrian. I didn't want to say this is what it is. Esto lo que hay y tú va. Like I didn't want to force it on them. Like I want them to love church meaning reading their Bible, worshiping. I want them to love those things. I want them to love God. I want them to know. And I am very real with my children. Ladies, if you're not real with your kids, don't expect them. Don't expect them to, 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 um, understand you. Like if you're treating your child, like you're, I'm the boss and you, this is what you're going to, this is what you're going to do. Because I said, no, like they're not going to, they're not going to listen. I'm telling you, I'm the example. My mom was that way with me and I rebelled. So just, just hear me out here. I am very real with the boys and say, I thank God for Aiden and Adrian. They know that they have two different fathers, even though Aiden's dad is not in the picture. They know that Aiden's dad is a no call, no show. And Adrian's dad is his daddy you know, and I'm thankful for that. And they know that if you guys follow me for a while, you know that Aiden drowned 
And by the grace of God, he survived. Like I am very real. We were in a car accident. I could have been paralyzed. I should have been paralyzed is what the doctor said. I had 24 sprains in my back. Like they were in the car with me. Like I am so real with him. And I'm telling you all these things. I'm so real with him. And I say, I thank God that those things happened to us because he protected us. He saved us. And even if the outcome would have been different, I still would have thanked God because God truly, um, look at everything else he has done just because he hasn't done one thing that we wanted or, or, or expected doesn't mean that God isn't good. and doesn't mean that God's plan isn't perfect. So I pray with them, right? I have them pray. I encourage them to pray. You know, we weren't encouraged to pray. I, I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't, I do remember my parents praying all the time, all the time. Prayer is fundamental. Prayer is a core value. Prayer is something that you do for sure. It doesn't matter. Um, but I don't remember my parents encouraging us to pray. You know what I'm saying? Like my parents always took it upon themselves to pray. I never, I can't remember. I can't remember. And just being say, Hey Maddie, why don't you pray today? Why don't you lead us in prayer? I don't remember those things. I don't remember. I don't remember building those relationships with God, you know? Um, so those were the things that I wanted to implement with the kids. Like I have them pray. I encourage them to pray. I encourage them to pray for others. I encourage them to pray for their friends. You know, there was a lot of things that I wanted growing up or that I see now as an adult that I'm just like, yeah, no, we're going to do, we're going to do things different because I want them to love being in the church. I want them to love being with God. I want them to love prayer and worship and all these things that come with being a Christian because I, I tell them too, like being a Christian doesn't just mean that you're a Christian. Being a Christian means showing kindness to the person who's mean to you, showing love for the person who doesn't treat you so nice for that bully in school who says those things about you or hurts you or whatever, like just trying to talk to them at a level, you know, that where they can understand because I don't want to force them. You know, I didn't want to force them and say, this is what it is. And that's it, you know? Um, and that was so, um, when I heard a little bit talked about that this week, it made me realize why I am the way that I am with the boys and what I have been doing. And it was a kind of like a confirmation, like good job, mom, keep going <laughs> type of thing. Because, um, I, I, I was looking at it. I was like, nobody taught me how to do this. Nobody taught me how to be a mom. Nobody taught me how to, to, to do this or that or whatever. And I am just grateful because God has, God has been with me. God has spoken to me. I hear his voice. I hear the Holy spirit talking and I am running with him, you know, wherever he says. So, um, there was two verses that I want to share with you guys. And immediately when I, uh, wanted to do this podcast about this topic. I was just, I just felt so like my heart f- for it. And it's this one. The first one is John 15 verses 14 through 17. It says, you are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command. 
love each other. Um, that spoke so powerfully to me because I'm like, man, Jesus, like you seriously picked me. You seriously said at this time, this is going to happen. You're going to have Aiden. You're going to have Adrian. You're going to pull away from the church. You're going to go back to the church. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Like all these things. Um, because I heard your voice. You're my friend. And even when I didn't think you were my friend, you've always been my friend. And, um, and you've always loved me. And those people that you sent when I've prayed to come into my life because they have the love of God in them, they were able to share that with me. And now it's a trickle down effect, right? With everyone who comes in contact with me, they're going to feel the love of Christ. They're not going to feel hate. They're not going to sense that. They're not just, they're just not. <laughs> I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to speak life into them. I'm going to encourage them. So that's, I, I just, I thought about that. I was like, man, God, like you are so timely how you do everything. Like if you are catching yourself in, um, your life right now where you're like pulling away from the church, you know, go to God, go to God. Because you know, when I was younger, I wasn't going to God. I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't. And I know now as I'm speaking, as I'm pouring into you guys, like a relationship, it's you and him. Like I could sit here and blame my parents for everything that they didn't do. But at the end of the day, it's Maddie. It's Maddie and God. Like it's Maddie and God. (laughs) Like the relationship is Maddie and God. And I can either forgive my parents and move on and do better or I'm going to stay stuck. So I just want to say that as truthfully and honest, like you can either stay stuck in your feelings of what your parents said and did and where you were brought up. Maybe you were brought up atheist and now you're finding yourself, you know, trying to run to God. Like it's okay. You know what? Your parents thought what was best and that's what they did. And that's what it is. And you know what? You have God who is your father in heaven. He loves you and he accepts you. And I'm telling you, open up your Bible open up your Bible, open up your Bible and just talk to him and pray and read and have him lead you. Because I'm telling you, there is truth in that Bible. Maybe you find yourself like, man, I have grown up in this church for the last 20 years and I just, I'm not receiving. Well, babe, now you have to ask God, like ask the Holy Spirit. Is this, is this church really allowing the move of the Holy Spirit? Is this church really uh, reading from the Bible and and not having false teaching or is having false teachings like what what's going on here like what's God help me you know because we want to be careful if you guys again see what's going on around in the world um now would be a good time to pick up that Bible <laughs> now would be a good time to get closer to God now would be a good time to 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 hurry up and um Let's, let's read the word of God because there's a lot of real things, a lot of things that are happening in the Bible that are coming into fruition and we're seeing, and it's just, man, it's just so powerful. The next verse that I wanted to share with you guys is in John 10 verse 25 through 30. And this is from the message Bible. The first one was from the NIV, but this one's from the message. And it said, Jesus answered, I told you, but you don't believe everything I have done has been authorized by my father. Actions that speak louder than words, you don't believe because you're not my sheep. My sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them real and eternal life. 
they are protected from the destroyer for good. No one can steal them from out of my hand. The father who put them under my care is so much greater than the destroyer and the thief. No one could ever get them away from him. I and the father are one heart and mind. And this spoke so beautifully to me. And I love it in the message uh, Bible because that I feel like that's my story. I feel like that's a lot of our stories. Like, man, no matter where I've been, God, you've always been with me. No matter how far of my mess ups and how far from the church I have been and cut all ties with church people, God, you have been there for me. God, you love me. God, you called me. God, you sent the right people at the right time. And that none of my mistakes could ever shock God to the point where he's like, you're done, Madeline. (laughs) You know, like, I feel like he just loves us so much and he gives us so many chances and he's there with us. And because I know his voice, his, his sheep know his voice. You were called, you are his daughter. You like, he created you. You were knit together in your mother's womb. Like, do you guys realize how, how powerful that is? Like he, he handpicked you. He picked you. You know his voice. The think, think about it. You're not listening to this podcast by coincidence. Like, this happened for a reason. You listening to that worship music, you occasionally praying, that just doesn't happen. That's, that's, that's the spirit moving inside of you. No matter how far, they are protected from the destroyer for good. So no matter how far... No matter how big my mistakes was, I should have been, you're right, God, I should have been paralyzed. You're right, doctor, excuse me. You're right, doctor, I should have been paralyzed. But God knew the plan. God knew the plan over my life. And not saying that these bad things don't happen and the outcome isn't what we want, but it's what God wanted, so we just have to trust. I don't question God as why he saved me from not being paralyzed, why he saved Aiden from drowning, why he saved Adrian from literally being born with an umbilical cord wrapped around his neck, no breath in his lungs, nothing. I don't know why these things happen, but I can just thank God. Hey, you know what? I trust you. I love you. I don't know why that drunk driver hit me. Like, I don't, I don't know why, but I just trust him that thank God that, you know, you saved me. Thank God that, um, that I'm able to walk, breathe and talk just like the boys, you know, Because he knows the purpose. Thank God that I went back to the church that I went to because the boys have that that church group, that family. You know, they're worshiping every Sunday. And I ask them, what worship song did you sing today? And they just get so excited. And Adrian goes, yeah, mom, that's the one. And we'll play it in the car and just seeing their faces light up. And I, um, as I'm speaking to you, I'm thinking about the verse when, um, where it says, have that childlike faith. Because when you're a child, everything is just so, (laughs) so glamorous, so good, so awesome. God is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't, you just, you see God so differently when you're a child. Like, he is just so awesome. Like the boys say, he's so good. 
like Aiden forgot to pray for his food. He's like, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. I didn't pray, but I was so hungry. <laughs> like just to see how they love God. Um, man, that's, that's, it's just powerful. But I truly hope that you listen to this podcast and you got something from it. No matter where your walk is, no matter what religion you grew up, no matter how far you are from God, no matter how close you are to God, I don't want you to miss, um, uh, interpret my words and say, well, you, you Maddie, you're saying we have to belong to a church. You don't have to belong to anything. <laughs> you, you don't have to belong to a church. My goal here is so you can understand where I grew up, what happened in my life, um, that the enemy is very real. And if we allow him to fog up our minds, fog up our vision, we will stay stuck in the world. And we are not in the times to be playing around and flirting with Jesus. We are in the times to really get and dive deep, dive deep into the word of God. I really truthfully, if you go to church or not, that's none of my concern, right? Um, that it's live your life, right? But at the end of the day, if you're listening to my podcast and I'm failing to speak the truth, your blood's on my hands. That's how I'm seeing it. And we, again, are in the times that we got to be very real. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And I want to be honest, open and real with you guys always. Um, and dive in deep and say, you know what? You're right. You don't have to belong to a church, but open your Bible because you should belong to that. <laughs> you should, you, you belong in the, you belong in the kingdom. You do, you do, you do. We all do. Right. But not all of us are going to make it in there. And that's a scary thought. Like that's scary. So if you're in my circle, if you're in my life, if you're listening to me, I just want to speak the truth of what happened. And maybe you, maybe your story is similar like mine and you're holding on to the anger with your parents because they never taught you. They never took you. They never did this. They never did that. Guess what, baby girl? It's time to let it go and let God and, and just turn it over to him and lay it at his altar and say, God, I forgive my parents. I forgive myself and we're going to move on and we're going to move forward. Whatever it is that you needed, I hope that you got from this podcast. I hope that you're like, man, wow, okay. Or maybe looking at things at a different perspective or maybe forcing down religion on your kids. Like we should, we let's not force it on them. Like let, let's, the same way that they enjoy doing other things, have them enjoy being in the presence of God. Have them enjoy reading their Bible. Have them enjoy like, um, what's the word? Don't make it look like a chore, right? Like this isn't a chore. God isn't a chore. <laughs> God isn't a chore. We're not going to pencil in God. You know, God, God should be like the, at the center of our day, always every day, every single day. Um, again, what are the music that you're listening to in the car with your kids? Is it the rap? Is it the, the, the reggaeton? Is it, what is it? You know, are you listening and encouraging them to listen to worship music again? How are the ways? What's the, 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 the foundation that you're setting for your children? Where, where do you, where, when they get older and they're in a very real world, are they going to turn to that bottle of liquor? Are they going to turn to the Bible? And that's, that's, that's very real. Like, are they going to turn to the, to the porn or are they going to turn to their wife that God allowed them to marry, you know, like what, what, what are we going to, what are we doing? You know, 
So I love you guys. And I know that this was a little, a little different, but I, again, I have to speak the truth and what's on my heart and I'm not gonna, um, um, just sugarcoat. I'm not going to sugarcoat or dummy down. Um, I'm going to, I just want to speak the truth and I just want to deliver what's, what's, um, what I feel should be said. Right. All right, guys, I, I love you guys. And I'm going to wrap this up and I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. I appreciate all of you and I hope you all have a blessed week. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and send this to anyone who may need to hear this for more of the daily dose of my life. And also see my two beautiful little boys follow me on Instagram and see the face behind the voice. Go ahead and follow on IG life underscore with underscore Maddie underscore and also L-A-S-C-M dot podcast. Thank you guys and stay blessed.